This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay. We got Jay Moore. And we got you for a three-hour ride in this football Friday. We'll open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. Don't forget Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without in Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. That's where you can watch the show and all the shows right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Well, Cap, we are coming back from a uh, terrific holiday party. And people say, well, how did you have your holiday party on January 26th? Well, that's what happens when you get uh, everyone's on the same page. Everyone is uh, available at the same time. The 26th, we had our holiday party at Lucky Strike. What a great spot right across from Wrigley Field. We had a wonderful time last night. Got a little bowling. I wasn't going to bowl. Was not. And my wife's, will you please bowl with me? Okay, hon. I'm in. Mm Mm-hmm. So we bowled. We had a good time. The food spread was outstanding. This place knows how to throw a party. And had a good time. It was nice to bond with all our teammates. I found it interesting about the bowling. Before we move forward here, something about the bowling. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, around the room where we were had our party, people thought, hey, you know what would be a great matchup is David Kaplan against Tom Waddle. Mm-hmm. And there was some thought there that you did not want to bowl at all. And then you end up bowling. Yeah, now, now, now let's urging talk, of Mindy. Now let's talk about this now because I think everyone thought the main event would be you, the best bowler at the station, against the competitive Tom Waddle. <laughs> and that matchup never happened, Cap. Yeah, let us, let, what happened there? Tommy left. He had, his wife was having a knee procedure done this morning, uh-huh. so he had to get home to her. I see. But you were ready for that matchup, though. I was not going to bowl. And I knew he was leaving early anyway. Mm-hmm. And then my wife was bowling literally by herself. Uh, Her, She and Tommy rolled a few frames and then he left. Mm-hmm. And finally my wife said, "Hun, I came down here to be part of this, but I like bowling. Will you please bowl with me? I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, now, you didn't want to bowl, but I mean, of well, course. Well, first of all, we played skee-ball. Uh-huh. You know the game ski oh, ball. Fun. My wife is an ace. Mm-hmm. You and I play ski ball. So we bet massages, uh-huh. not the kind you go pay for, the kind you got to give. I see. Yes, and I owe her six. Well, there's no losers there. No. Yeah, I mean, it's, you didn't lose, except she put a proviso on it. West or east? Proviso <laughs> <laughs> west or east? That's a great one. Um, <laughs> She said, she beat me. She got, I don't know, 40, 
6,000 points on it. I got like 20-some thousand. I'm looking over and I'm just getting 10,000, 5,000. I'm like, what the? We have a magnet in there? Mm-hmm. She's like, that's one massage. I said, it'll end well for me. She's, oh, no. It's a massage. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's like putting a proviso that it's not going to end up being something I'd enjoy as well. Well, exactly right. I, as I said, there's no losers in this. Once you put her, your hands on her and the massage starts, you know, you go from, uh, you know, from left to right on your radio dial. Yeah, the CBD oil, the yeah, whole deal. Yeah, you go from left to right on your radio dial. Kaplan into the front court. Kaplan dribbles. <laughs> Jab step. Jab step. <laughs> <laughs> Cap will hold and look. Look, look. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna score there. Or go so, inside. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Inside in the in the post. Backs in. Backs in. Backs in. Oh god. <laughs> she she says no. Yeah, yeah. And the rebound controlled by Mindy. Yeah, exactly. I, I, no, but it's there's no there's no loser there. Yeah, massage. Yeah, I think that you could combine them all in one in one session. So she pounded me. I mean, just killed me at this game. Yeah. Well, I go double or nothing. Okay. Let's do another one. Yeah. Again. I beat her one time. I She had gotten it to seven. Yeah. And I, I won one, got it back to six. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's all right. And that- then she wants the bowl, so... Zetterman said, I got $100 that you can beat anybody in here. I said, Danny, I'm not taking on 50 different people. Not happening. Pick right. one. Yeah. He never did. Ah, okay. I just want to know about that because everyone was looking forward to that matchup. Nobody else, just you two, you and you and Waddle. I would have taken him on. Yeah. yeah. So so then the, uh, from there, again, just a terrific time. We have our MCs there, sales. We have you know uh, on-air talent, producers. Just a fun time. Uh, so I did not see you meet Shay's wife. Now let's let's bring in Shay Norling here. Shay, uh, this is the first time that we were able to see Mrs. Norling, and boy, she's fun. <laughs> she's she's she is fun, man. She's got so much energy, man. It's so it's so she's so infectious. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. Mrs. Norling. Now, what happened there when she met Cap? I want to know about that. Uh, we were all in a circle, kind of me and some of the other producers, and uh, Black and Abdallah hanging out, having a conversation. My wife's standing next to me. I see Cap. Cap sees me. He walks over. Cap and I fist bump. We talk for a minute, and then Cap notices my wife standing next to me. We see and wave at us from outside the window. She walks by from time to time, Mrs. Snorling, as he calls her. And Cody, I got to ask you a question. Sure. How do you think when Cat met my wife, he said hello to her? Do you think it was fist bump? Do you think it was handshake? Or do you think it was high five? Or hug? Or hug? Well, like we were just saying, was it Wednesday show that Cap is not really into the handshake anymore since the pandemic? So definitely you can go for a fist bump. Handshake. Yeah, I think that might be second on the list, but usually the fist bump because he doesn't like to be able to, you know, swap um, germs with people anymore. You just said that on Wednesday. Yeah, after seeing how many dirty humans don't wash their hands after going to the bathroom, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Tuesday. It was Tuesday's show. Mm -hmm. So what happened there, Shay? He said, it's so nice to see you and gave her a high five. Was she one of your old players for Northern? Give her a high five. Yeah. Be a basketball player. What you, what's that? High five. Yeah. 
What's wrong with that? That's odd. It's not odd. You, you meet someone for the first time, you give them a high five? It's open hand. Yeah, yeah it is an open Got hand. It's germs. That's not a fist. I didn't do like the forearms bash brothers from Oakland. I went, hey, it's so nice to meet you because I've only seen you through the glass. And I gave her a high, like, an emphatic like high five. And she gave me one with a really nice smile back. Mm-hmm. You know who you greet with a high five? Your little like niece, nephew. Oh, it's so good to see you. High five. <laughs> Cap, what, 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 what is that? You give her a high five. Mm-hmm. My wife, you, you give her there's a hug, I believe. Well, I've met Michelle, first of all. Yeah. Before. Yes. And Michelle and I have talked on the phone multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like I have, it's superficial to this point because we're not around each other all the time, but we worked for the same company. Like I have interaction. Yes. With... Michelle Hood. Mm-hmm. And so I g- gave her a hug, and she gave me a hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So You just prefer the nice warmth of the sister in that spot. I love Michelle Hood. Uh, okay, but what about Mackenzie? I had not met Mrs. Snorling yes. other than through the glass as she passed by on her day. Yes. Going to work. Uh-huh. And it was like a... Uh, Impulse. I mean, you. I it, was mean, just, it was a fun environment. Everyone's in good spirits. The bosses were all there, and yeah, hey, so great to meet you. Not through the glass, and gave her a high five. Now, can I just tell you? Now, this is just something that you just came up with. You had a selection of things that you could have done. You could have just been just a mensch and just be able to give that old handshake. That's there. boring. Yeah, I mean, well, Hi, very nice. Yeah, to meet yeah. You I mean, well, I mean, you've done that all your life, though. Every cocktail party, every you know, uh, black tie affair, you've always given the handshake. You're just not doing high fives to everybody. I don't know why you thought that that was she's appropriate. A, she has a welcoming way about her. Like, she's very personable, mm-hmm. Shay's wife. High fives seemed appropriate. Okay. Any other high fives to give out there at uh, Lucky Strike? Anybody else? Uh, yeah. Hey, who else? A high five to Ali Silverman. You did? I did. Okay. Um, trying to think who else I might have high. F- oh, uh, well, I gave her a hug. Annabelle. Uh-huh. Um, Annabelle works as a teammate of ours here. Yes. High up great, in management. Great she's, to see her. Yeah. She's amazing. Yep. Um, trying to think who else. I think I, Jay Moore, did I hug Christina? Yeah, you gave her a hug. I gave Christina a hug. Mm, seemed like the theme there. <laughs> huh, that seemed like the What's going on here? High five, Allie! Mr. Snarling! Christina, take that. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Get my groove (laughs) off! Mrs. Hood! Mrs. Hood! Ah, Mrs. J. Moore! (laughs) Nice tight hug! Hmm. Hoodie, what's interesting, he said he didn't want to hug my wife because he'd never met her. Had you met Christina Kaplan? I hadn't. What's going on here? What's the difference? Proclivity to the dark meat. My wife gets a high five, (laughs) like she's a five-year-old at a birthday party. Jay Moore's wife gets the full hug. How about that? (laughs) Now, here's a question. Now, I want to know, what did Mrs. Norling say? What was her response to all of that? Oh, she thought it was funny. We talked a little bit about it. The pillow talk at the end of the night. Uh-huh. A little Kaplan with a high five when he met you. Okay. We talked a little about it. She Mrs. thought it was funny. Mrs. J. Moore, was she, was she okay with that? She all right with it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she was cool with it. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah. So trying to slide in on the sisters. That's what you were trying to do. Wow. I mean, you didn't. You did. You there was no hug on it for an Ali Silverman. Didn't do I've that. I've hugged her before. Oh, so you can't. My neighbor. Can't do it more than once. Then. Just the one hug. So you'll. So, I don't pre. I don't have a gay, like a play sheet. Like, you know, like Matt Nagy had. All right. We're going high five here. White women. Uh. Two black women. Hug. hug. No, it's not how it went. He's got the he's got the QB wristband. You see him taking a knee right, before he meets a black man. I flip it up. All right, forty-seven. Bl- We're going. Jay Moore's wife. Hug. Hug on two. How are you, honey? Ah, good to meet you. I'm just telling you. Ah, ah. What's the matter with you? High five, Mrs. Norling. But the sister's in the room. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Got a side love to him. Nice to meet you. Tight up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cat. I met Keith's wife. Yeah, how did that happen? How did that work? Uh, I Hug? believe. Handshake? Handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Code switching for the ladies, for the, for the sisters in the room. That's what you just did. But Keith. Oh, you weren't going to give the hug there. Hold on. Nice to meet you. Nice stiff handshake, like a board. I'm trying. I met someone else. Unbelievable. I'm trying to think who it was. Somebody's mother. They brought their mother, and I think I shook hands. <laughs> I think. <laughs> right. So, Justin Fields is so clearly the number one face of Chicago sports right now. We're going to try to come up with a second. That's coming up. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. That's why I see him in the shot. No shot. With Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I see him in the Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. It is now time for Shot or No Shot. And that is a snorling production. Here is Shay Norling. It quite literally is not. This is a Danny Zetterman production. No, he's the creator. I'm stealing a, it from him. No, he's the creator. You're producing the daily content now. Danny created Shot or No Shot. He's like Rod Serling in that way. Take that. Go ahead, Snorling. All right, boys. Good morning. I want to start with a question about... Uh, Two of the people I would deem as some of the faces of Chicago sports. The White Sox made their biggest move of the offseason yesterday. They secured both Jason Benetti and Steve Stone to multi-year deals that will keep them in the television booth. Shot or no shot, Benetti and Stone is the best booth in Chicago and the best booth in baseball. Okay, that's two different questions here. All right, here we go. So let's let's do this together, Cap. Joniak and Thayer. Mm. Uh, then we have Adam Amin and Stacey King. Mm-hmm. Boog, is JD back? Deshay's back this year. Yes, oh. they they run too many people through for me. Like exactly. pick one. If it's Ryan Dempster, in love Demp. If it's JD, in love him. Great. Sutcliffe, great. Pick one. I know it sounds mean, but that doesn't sound like Cubs baseball when you keep moving people in, like. 
I turn on the TV. I ex- I expect Harry to be on my TV 162 games, and I turn on a, a random Saturday game. Beth Mowens, what? Like I'm just <laughs> well, that's because Boo goes into like Benetti does the national, but we on the White Sox stuff here, we take Len and move him over to the TV booth. I like, and the then Connor slides in, or you slide in Me. and do the game for the White Sox. So for the Cubs. I like Boog very much. I think he's a wonderfully nice man. I mentioned all the analysts. Stacy King and Adam Amin. Hey, man, they're awesome. Now, if we had Edzo and Pat Foley, like it should be, shame on you Blackhawks for running that booth out of town, and that's exactly what they did. Neither guy walked away willingly. Just let me make that clear. They could have... The people on the west side could have absolutely made sure that that amazing booth stayed together. Eddie Olchek should have retired as a Blackhawks announcer. Shame on them for that not happening. And the same with Pat Foley. Don't buy into the nonsense. Pat Foley wanted to retire. He wasn't sure. Should I keep going? Stop yourself. You're better than that. So that booth got pushed to the side. So that booth's too new to be in this category. Correct. So, okay. So who is the best booth? I have mine written down. Who's yours? And Chicago sports. Okay, full disclosure, Stoney's one of my closest friends. I love Jason Benetti. But for me... It's Jonathan Hood and Kenny Williams on UIC Broadcast? No. Oh, for heaven's sake. Wow, the way he said no, too. Yeah. I love you. That was like violent. It's, it's, <laughs> no, I don't want to be on that list. Zach and Blanzy on DePaul basketball? No. And they're good guys. Uh, <laughs> That's a shot at Dave Corzine, but go ahead. Thayer, Joniak. No, I would have to tell you, it, it's almost a toss-up for me because I love Benetti and Stoney, but I'd have to go Amin and King. Amin and Stacey King is the best booth in Chicago sports. Like, yeah, I've got like, those not- two booths run side-by-side side for me, but Amin, Adam Amin is a freaking superstar, yeah, and yeah. Stacey... Fits that booth like a glove. It's the best booth in Chicago sports. Now, you asked also for baseball, right? Is that what you said, Shay? The best booth in baseball? Yeah, that's a different question. Because it could be the second booth in Chicago, but the best booth in baseball. It is It is not the best booth in baseball, Benetti and Stone. It is not. That is a combination of either Joe Davis and Earl Hershiser for or Dodger games or Cohen Hernandez and Darling for the Met games. That's an amazing booth. Great. It's a... It's, they have such presence and fun in that booth. That's just for me. And when it, when it was Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxhall on the Reds, yeah. I would tune that in on XM yeah. just so I could hear that call because I thought Marty was amazing. Uh, but he retired, so that one fell by the wayside. Um, Pat Hughes is a Hall of Famer, and Coombe is as good a guy as, uh, as you get. But no, I'm, I would have to go with you. The best baseball booth. It's tough to beat Benetti and Stone. It's tough. And, and full disclosure, I told you this before, Shay. Like, I listen to ESPN 1000 so often in my headphones. If I'm watching the White Sox game, I'm syncing you up and listening to the state. That way, if I have to walk away from the TV, it's still in my ear, and I can walk back to, into the hood cave, and it's still synced up on my, on my app. So it, I don't hear a lot of Benetti and Stone because I listen so much Casper and DJ because it's synced up on my TV. That's, that's the way I do it. Good teammate. I just I got got to water the grass. Well, I can't I have the TV in front of me, so water the grass is still listening. Because to me, as you well know, how you know me, Cap, is nothing like that sound of baseball on the radio. 
Yeah, Lenny is awesome. He's like a comfortable pair of slippers all summer long. That's the soundtrack to our summer, our baseball booths. And they're both excellent. Stoney and DJ, or excuse me, Len and DJ, Stoney and Benetti, uh, the Cubs booths we talked about. Yeah, they're all awesome. Awesome. You, you didn't mention me, Davey. I'm in the I Hall of Pat, Fame. I said Pat Hughes is in the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. You didn't mention the a longtime Cub and All-Star, Ron Coomer. I said he's one of the best guys going. Hmm. But I would have to tell you, for my personal tastes, Adam Amin and Stacey King yeah, that's the best booth in are the best. Thank you, Davey. I should have limited it to TV booths. Now I feel bad. I feel like I left Lennon DJ out, but no, no, it's fine. I just, radio to me, it, like the radio booth is typically so much better in my opinion that I, I actually left it out when writing the question in my mind. Shay, uh, the Chicago Bulls lost last night, one eleven to ninety six, to the cellar dwelling Charlotte Hornets. They blew another lead to do it too, being outscored thirty four to seventeen in the fourth quarter. Trade deadline now less than two weeks away. My question: shot or no shot? The Bulls got to trade Levine. Yep. Shot. That's a shot. And just, I was all in that, hey, man, it's not going to change your salary cap because they were already over. They used their bird rights, it's called, to go over to sign him. So it's not like you're going to get all this cap relief. But it's not working. But if you trade him, you have to trade DeMar and Vooch unless you're extending them. Vooch's deal's up. And DeMar... Has one year left. You have to sign him this summer or he's going to become an unrestricted free agent. So I think they are in the single worst position of any team in Chicago sports. The Hawks are awful. But they've already acknowledged their awfulness. What do I always tell you, Cap? What do I always tell you? If if you're the Celtics or the Nuggets or the Memphis Grizzlies or the 76ers, you are in good shape because you're at the top. If you are the Houston Rockets or the Spurs or the Detroit Pistons, you're at the bottom. So you know where you got to go. You got to go up. But being in the middle in sports sucks. Hell. You can trade anybody on this team and you're still in basketball hell. Because, like, well, you're not good enough to get the number one and number two pick because you're not that bad. But you're also not that good to be a top four, top six team in the East. So now you're just Stuck. Stuck. So you, so we can talk about trading Zach Levine all we want, but you're not going anywhere. You're just stuck in neutral. This team That's, that sucks in sports because you don't know the real direction. Because like, well, do we if we tank? Okay, so how long does that take to get back up there? If we add on, can we be as good as the Celtics and the Sixers and the Bucks? And the answer is no. So I mean, you're just you're just stuck. You're just a franchise. You would turn the lights on at the United Center just trying to play games. That's it. That's it. That's a great way to put it. Just playing games. That's it. You're just playing. You've got no hope. And I think the Blackhawks have moved most of their stuff out, and they'll get rid of Kane and Taze probably by the deadline. Mm-hmm. So they've got a bunch of draft capital. They traded guys. they got a chance at the number one pick. They've at least acknowledged where they're at. We're rebuilding. Bulls haven't done that. Bears have acknowledged we're rebuilding. The Bulls are in the worst shape of any of the five teams in this town. That's a fact. I can ask for for the trade, Che, but it's just like, yeah. I mean, someone has to go because either you're going to go the DeRozan route or the Levine route. And, of course, the Levine route wins because it's about threes and lays, layups. There is no middle game anymore in the league. And very few do it and do it well. 
So you got to pick a lane on which. How do you want the direction of the team to go, to go as far as offensive philosophy? So that then you see what's happening here. Two different philosophies on the floor, and they can't make it work. If I dropped you in as the GM of any of the five teams in town, if I dropped you in at Lake Forest to the Hallis Hall, you'd be like, "Well, I got the number one pick. I got a ton of cap space. I think I have my quarterback. Let's go." I got a new president who everyone likes. We're going to get a state. Like, everything's rosy. I'd rather be right there. You're at the bottom, and yep. it's blind faith that you think you're going to get it right, but no. you have a chance. But, I'm, but, I, but you know, I got something to work with. I got Justin Fields as a, as a building block. Now I got all these pieces I need to fill. It's like Legos, right? How do I connect the pieces to be able to build something? Okay. If you are, if I dropped you into Rick Hahn's office, you'd be like, well... I got Luis Robert, and I got Aloy Menez, and I got Tim Anderson, I got Dylan Z. Like, you got some stuff, the G Elite. I got some pieces. I got a chance. I can't generally manage the team, though, and that's the problem. If I made you the boss, though, you would be like, we've got a foundation here. We have a chance. If I dropped you into Wrigley, hmm, top 10 farm system, things are more optimistic. They're going in the right direction. You'd be like, okay, I got a chance. And no I got, bad contracts. And I got financial support. We were just over there yesterday across the street from Wrigley Field. All those revenue streams, I have, an, I have a chance here. Yeah, that DraftKings Sportsbook is going to be amazing. Yep. Uh, if I dropped you into the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, we're awful, but I got a lot of draft capital. Salaries are getting off the books. We have a chance. If I dropped you into the Bulls, you'd be like, all right, I'll draft somebody. With my- oh, I don't have my pick? I traded that? These guys are in expiring deals or have one year left, and I overpaid that guy? I'm in trouble. Worst job in Chicago of the five teams. Shay. All right, I'm going to ask about this upcoming weekend in football. The NFL Championship weekend is upon us, and this is prisoner of the moment. Cap, you'll love it, but it's being touted as one of the most wide open in the history of the league. Bengals-Chiefs, currently I think the, li- the line's all over the place. I think the Chiefs are a short favorite right, right now. Chiefs are one. Eagles-Niners under a field goal on the point spread, and all four potential Super Bowl matchups on the future odds are pick'ems. This is also just the sixth time in history all four teams won at least 12 games, and since November 1st with their starting quarterback, the four teams are combined 35-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Shot or no shot, this is the most elite NF- Final Four in NFL history. Uh, I don't know if it's the most elite cap. And to look, I don't know if it's the most elite. Would you? I mean, I, the most elite in a while, but ever? No. Yeah, I mean, didn't we have matchups with Joe Montana and the amazing 49ers against other really, really outstanding teams? 100% we did. Yeah, I'm going to say no shot. It's the most elite in a while. But no, I think that's disrespectful to history. All right, coming up, the NFL Championship Sunday is this weekend. We break down the games. That's coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I won't win it. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Captain Jay Hood. 
on your ride into work on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Glad that you're with us here as we take a look at the National Football League. Oh, the Final Four is here for the NFL playoffs, and we can't wait to see these games. For more, here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, I want to start with the AFC Championship game. Uh, we will make our picks on these, but obviously there's only two games this weekend, so we got to break these down a little more, Hoodie. And the, this one, it's all over the place. Nobody knows what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. He says he's good to go. Uh, Chiefs, last you look, one-point favorite, opened, I think, one-and-a-half-point favorite, moved to two-and-a-half-point dogs, back to pick, now one-point favorite. Who knows what the hell to do with this line? But if Mahomes is playing, you got to like the Chiefs a little bit, right? Well, let's hear from Andy Reid first on that. Mahomes says he looks good. He did a he did a nice job. Yeah, felt good today. So did the walkthrough. He's on track. Yeah, well, he projected a little bit just to see where he'll be. But um, for the most part, we're doing the same things. You know, so um, the way we normally do. So, um, well, that was enlightening. Uh, says he's good to go. Boy, breathing heavy over there, coach. Hey, man, been there. He had to walk to that podium. Oh, takes a minute. I, I know. <laughs> so, wow, I know it. So he says he's good to go. Give us the official line, the latest line on this is what minus one. Chiefs favored by one. Depends where you look to. Some places I'm looking at a lot of numbers. Some places the spread's just locked, and you can bet the money line. But the Chiefs are a short favorite there, minus one fifteen. That number moved when we saw the Patrick Mahomes press conference, and he left the podium, and he skipped off the podium, and he was fine without a limp. That's what told Vegas, okay, he's healthy enough to go. Let's take a look at the trend cap. Kansas City has lost three straight games to Cincinnati. The Bengals have their number, including last year's AFC title game when they blew a twenty-one to three lead. Patrick Mahomes is expected to play, even though he's got that sprained right ankle. But it's something about Joe Burrow where there's some magic there, Cap. He, it's not like he's setting the world on fire, but he does enough to win. That's what I'm seeing from Burrow. Every time we see him, especially against Kansas City, he does enough to win. I actually think that Mike, I think it's Mike Hilton, the quarterback for the Bengals, mm-hmm. who came out and called Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead. Uh-huh. That was the stupidest thing he could have done. Travis Kelsey came out and said, like, Mahomes downplayed it. Yeah, trash talk. That He told 610 Sports in Kansas City, full credit. Yeah, that's that's part of the game, whatever. We all talk. No big deal. Travis Kelsey, he was offended. He said, our team is aware of it. It will be on our wall. We are ready. We are going to absolutely use what he said as fuel for this game. Okay. Kansas City by a million. So you don't want to break it down. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you why. All right. They're going to pressure the heck out of Burrow. They're going to play with an edge. And Mahomes is not as seriously injured as people think. And he is going to be electric. Now, if we want to talk about billboard or bulletin board material, there was uh, Willie Gay in the locker room, the Chiefs linebacker the other day, was asked, what impresses you about the Bengals offense? He said, nothing. Okay. Well, uh, well, <laughs> He could say that. All I know is that when Burrow is in rhythm like any other quarterback, but in particular Burrow, when he's got time to throw and gets in rhythm, he's able to connect to his receivers. It's the some of the best receivers that we have in the National Football League watching Jamar Chase and mm-hmm. watching what they can be able to do. They're loaded. But here's the thing, though. Like, you know, Justin Reed said it, the safety for the Chiefs. He says, you know what? We're not going to win this game if, we just, if we're not getting turnovers or sacks. 
will the offensive line, and one of the keys I'm looking at, will the offensive line hold up for Burrow? Because Burrow gets the ball out in less than two seconds. That's what I read. Two seconds, right? If he gets in rhythm cap, Kansas City will be on their heels. Their defensive backs are going to be on their heels. We talked about this earlier in the year. Tom Brady said they have a horn that he had them install in Tampa. He did it in New England. Mm-hmm. It goes off at 2.5 seconds. Snap, 2.5 in practice. If he the ball is not out of his hands in two and a half seconds, that's a fail. Mm-hmm. Justin was holding it three and a half seconds. Way too long. Because he's running around for trying to escape pressure, and our receivers can't get any separation, and he also doesn't make the read fast enough at times. A combination of them all. Joe Burrow gets it out as fast as anybody. But I think this Chiefs team, man, they they use a collection of running backs. Their offensive line's pretty damn good. They've got enough weaponry, and Travis Kelsey is unguardable. Yeah, I like the Bengals in a close game. I think that if Burrow has multiple weapons now, it's not just the wide receivers. I like what I saw from Joe Mixon. Over 100 yards rushing. In a playoff game? He's a beast. That's, that's pretty impressive. I think in a very close game, I'm going to click Bengals plus one on my DraftKings, and we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a close game. Is there any value on the totals, guys? It's 47 and a half, 48. I got it at 48. What do you have? Totals 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. I see 48. Under? Uh, I would probably go under. I probably would only bet under. I think this is one where people look at it, especially the casual person, looks at this and goes, Burrow Mahomes, Chiefs Bengals, points, points, points. And I I just, these are two really good defenses that are playing really well right now. And I know people think of the Chiefs and their defense being terrible. This time of year, seemingly every year, uh, Spagnuolo, right? Yep. Gets it right. I don't know why his name's escaping me in the moment, but the Spags gets it right this time of year. Every single year, that Chiefs defense shows up to play. So and, I, I think I could only go under. And, and the reason why that this should be great, here's why Shea said that, hey, could this be the greatest Final Four ever for his generation? Think about it. We're seeing the next generation of of, uh, of uh, quarterbacks with Mahomes, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, whatever you think of Brock Purdy. They're all 27 or younger. You're seeing the future of the league here in these conference uh, finals. Think about it. Four starting quarterbacks, 27 or or younger. Pretty amazing. Well, Pretty how many, amazing. How many up. years do we see a team win the, their conference and then they go to the Super Bowl like the Patriots so many times and you're six, seven-point favorite against whoever you're playing? Or the Rams when they – the greatest show on turf, of course, they lost. But they were, what, a 10-point favorite against the Patriots? This year, every potential matchup is a pick 'em. It's like this is as close as it's ever been in my lifetime. So the Fat Jack, who's on the Black and Abdallah show mm-hmm. regularly, this guy's really, really he'll be on really Black good. and Abdallah today, ten thirty-five. There you go. He is outstanding at what he does, prognosticating. He's been killing the playoffs, killing it. Mm-hmm. He just set me Kansas City under, under, yeah, in the game. Under the 47 and a half or 48, either one. Yep. Just get the under for that one. Yeah, I will I will definitely do that. But this is going to be interesting. Joe Burrow has the number for Kansas City. 3-0 head-to-head head head against Patrick Mahomes. The only quarterback to beat Mahomes three straight times. No quarterback has beaten Mahomes four times overall. Could it be four for lucky Joe? I know they got the swagger, the confidence to get this done. 
I think they win the game outright, and I I will click plus one for this. And you're on the other side. You think the Chiefs buy it? You said a million, you said. Yeah, I think the Chiefs uh, – I'm kidding. I think the Chiefs win this something like 24-17, mm-hmm. something like that. That's the under. And I am absolutely betting the Chiefs, and I will be in the stands at Arrowhead. All right, Shay, game number two. Yeah, let's go to the NFC. Uh, the Eagles are two and a half point favorite last I looked. I believe that's still the line over the 49ers. That game at the link in Philly. Two and a half points in the playoffs is basically the home field advantage line. This game on a neutral field would probably be a pick. I, I keep thinking about it, Hoodie. For me, like San Francisco traveling west to east is difficult. People don't talk about that a lot. Going from a really nice difficult? weather place to the link. Difficult. Brock Purdy on the road. Difficult. I, I think you just have to ride the lightning with Philly. Why? Can you explain to me why is it in 2023? Why is it difficult? Time zone change. You got to go through oh, three time stop. zones. Dude, it's, I mean, I told I gave you this week one. San Francisco coming west to east to play the Bears. It's a bad spot. And it wasn't just the weather. They got put in a bad spot. Yeah. The West. Look at the history of teams going west to east. It's not good. He's got a he's got a trend there for you, Cap. Yeah. I, first of all, there's a big difference playing at noon in Chicago, which is a two hour time difference, so it's ten a.m. That's big difference, mm-hmm. and you're playing in a monsoon here. Yeah. Totally different than playing what will be a kickoff of, I think it's what time is that game kickoff? Three thirty. Mm-hmm. Three or three thirty. Mm-hmm. So it's still at worst noon. Their body clock. They're fine. They're going to get in there in plenty of time, maybe arrive today, get ready to go, go through a walkthrough. I think that's a highly overrated part of the matchup. The weather, certainly going to be an issue. And the Eagles are really flipping good. Yeah, the first game's at 2, the second game's at 5.30. So So San Francisco-Philly at 2. Right. That is 3 Eastern, Mm -hmm. noon, West Coast. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's one of the keys, guys, when I look at this game. So what can Jalen Hurts do against this defense? That's the question for, for Philly. What can they do? So when I look at this, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense, can they run the football against this vaunted 49ers defense? Probably not. But Hurts ranks third in QBR and leads the league in pass touchdowns on throws 20 or more yards down the field. Now, okay, the defense for the 49ers cap on the other side ranks near the bottom of the league in those areas. So it's going to be Hurts having to put the ball in the air. Yes, can the, can the Eagles run the football? Can they do it effectively? Probably not against the 49ers. But so I'm thinking if the Eagles are going to win, the ball's got to be in the air to take on that 49ers secondary. Okay, and I'm going to give you a stat that will dispel that notion that you can't run the football against the 49ers. Nick Bosa, who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yep. Tim or Micah Parsons, and I think Nick is an overwhelming favorite. Nick Bosa... In run-stop win percentage, and they're going to run right at him, 180th out of 195 qualified defensive linemen. 180! Run it right down his throat. Because if you send Jalen Hurts back and you're asking him to process, take time, read, make throws in inclement or cold weather, Nick Bosa's going to put you on your ass. He's a great pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Run the ball. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Run the football. Eagles win it by, I'm going to say, five or six. 
I believe, Shay, that the Eagles are going to win this game. What's the latest line? Two and a half. Yeah, I, I see the Eagles winning this game. And again, Brock Purdy and that system for San Francisco has been great. But this is the time cap where you need to have difference makers at the quarterback position. It ends for Brock Purdy coming up uh, on Sunday. Philly wins the game and they go to the Super Bowl against Cincinnati. I'm logging in to get the latest right to the second line. By the way, very quickly, Cap, if I may. 46 and a half, the total has dropped. I, I know I have to do the homework and show my work. Since 2005, West Coast teams traveling east in mountain time, 68% against the spread. Pretty good. Central time, 45% against the spread. Eastern time, 43%. It's a real thing. West Coast teams going east do not cover. I'll let you know that if you're into the National Football League, if you watch these games, we ask you to listen to Black and Abdallah. They'll be on Sunday between 1.30 and 5.30. The show's called Wanna Bet with Black and Abdallah. So what we tell you is before the game at 1.30, check out Black and Abdallah right here on ESPN 1000, also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. So you can watch the game and interact with the guys for Wanna Bet with Black and Abdallah, 1.30 to 5.30 on Sunday. Don't forget, we'll be live and local with the guys looking at the gambling spreads uh, for both of these games, San Francisco, Philly, and Cincinnati and Kansas City. All right, coming up next, and it's brought to you by FanDuel, by the way. Headlines coming up, and we'll get more of your phone calls in, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. It's Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000.